0: Thanks for listening to this message brought to you by Cornerstone Christian Church. For these and other great resources, please visit us at sparkswillfly.cc. Anyhow, I got something I want to share with you this morning. I do believe, how many believe this is the greatest time to be alive? How many really believe, really I mean, I feel like about four people. I ain't going to tell you no lie. Listen to me. I feel like the Lord really released this into me um, during worship as Isaiah 66, verse 9. It says, shall I cause forth a birth and not deliver? You watch what I'm telling you. I'm telling you right here. You watch what I'm telling you. There's not even going to be a winter season. It's just going to go right into spring. You watch what I tell you. I'm telling you instantly. Am I on it, Jess? Instantly. I'm telling you. Even as you step into January, you watch what's fixing to manifest. Even I'm telling you right now. In the next two to three weeks, I feel God in this house. I'm talking about many things that we prayed for. Many things that we've been believing for. That you think's two years. You think's three years. You think's four years, five years. God's fixing to bring it forth right now. If you read that all of Isaiah 66, he said, Who's even heard it said that before birth pains ever hit, already gave delivery? I, I receive that for my house right now. I receive that, John Swalls, right now for my house, right now, Father, that the, there's this a bringing forth in this season. Listen to me. The things that we contended for in 2018 that we had to speak out of our mouth, that we had to war for, God's going to bring out on the earth, and it ain't going to be an infancy stage. It's already going to have legs and teeth. It's going to be walking, talking, already moving. I'm telling you, this is where we're at. This is the land we're in. This is it. All right. Roll that clip before I start preaching. What? Turn it up. name on it. found this on the seat of my sleigh. Better fix that hole in your pocket. Mr. C. Oh, what a beautiful bell. Who's it from? Santa. Santa? Really? Oh, that's too bad. What's this? Huh? Broken. Sorry about that, sport. Come on, kids. We don't want to be late. At one time, most of my friends could hear the bell. But as years passed, it fell silent for all of them. Even Sarah found one Christmas that she could no longer hear its sweet sound. Though I've grown old, the bell still rings for me, as it does for all who truly believe. Amen. How many believes I'm ready for Christmas? (laughs) Stand and help me set this pulpit down. They got all these decorations. Can't can't decorate a work table. Thank you. No, it's fine. <clears throat> go with me to Second Corinthians chapter one. we're going to go quick but I'm telling you God's talking to us this morning there ain't no doubt I was watching this clip the other night with my two youngest boys Asher and Bo Elvis that's a Cocker Spaniel if you don't know but uh, <laughs> and so at the end when I saw that I told Catherine, I said, you could preach for so much in that movie. But I'm going to use that. And if I could say anything to us this morning, is this. Can you, hear still, can you still hear the ringing of the bell? See, the bell's the promise. See, the bell's the promise. And see, let me tell you the reason why that kid could hear the bell all throughout the stages of life. Because he was willing to take the trip. Most people's never, never willing to get on the train, the train called faith and to be stretched by God. Come on. Most people, I just got to go through a little journey from the time I was 18 to about 24, 25 was really a preparation time. We're always, we're always a student. We we're always in the beginning, but for me, it was, um, it was, it was, that, that was a time that we got to really put our hands in ministry. We got to see what it was about without having to carry the load. I never understand why people don't want to be the second man. That's the best seat in the house. The man driving is responsible. <laughs> um, so but it was it was in the season when I turned 25 that I saw the train really pull up in my front yard. To say, get on, get on this thing, this train of faith, this, to go take a ride with God, to really see what it would do. And I want to read this verse of scripture because it's so good and I got to read it to you out of Passion Translation before I go because uh, verse 19, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, I'm in the Passion Translation, Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he is the one whom Timothy Silas and I have preached to you. And he has never been both a yes and a no. He has always been and always will be for us a resounding yes. My God, that's good. For all of God's promises find their yes of fulfillment in him. And all, and, and, and as his yes and our amen ascend to God, we bring him glory. What? His yes and our amen to it. Now, listen here. When you first get a promise, you can hear the bell real clear. And if you notice, if you've ever, first of all, I ain't get into dissecting that movie, but the child, the dad, the conductor is all the same man. It's a picture of how he wanted to grow up and what he wanted to become. The conductor was always leading him by typing out, stamping on his his slip, B-E. Little by little, he was inheriting the life of what? A believer. And at the very end of the movie, the hobo vanishes in the air. I felt like God is trying to tell us this morning, I want to vanish the hobo in the midair. That's the doubt wiping away. Come on, somebody. Ernest, God wants to wipe away all doubt that there's not, but he put a new bladder in there. Come on, someone. That hobo, when you leave this building, is going to scream in your ear in the morning saying, "Oh, oh, ain't nothing happened in there. Ain't nothing happened down there at that church. It's where you got to look back unto God and the promises of God and say, hey, in him there is no shadow. There is no doubt. It is only yes, a resounding yes. The hobo comes to say God, God won't never do that. you're crazy for believing in it. You remember the hobo sitting on the train when he put the hat on and he began to mimic Santa Claus? It was all to get the kid to disbelieve. So for me, I watch God do stuff. I watch God do the impossible for my leaders. But for me, and I just had to ride and piggyback their stories for a season. I seen God do some stuff. We had some complications in having Grant, Catherine. And I prayed, and I remember when when she got pregnant, we broke through. Now she's fertile, mortal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, we broke through, and, and and God gave us that breakthrough, and gave us uh, gave us a son, gave us our second son, gave us our third son, and so. But when I was willing to step out, the things, listen, I I mean, all of us in this room has got stories, man. I'm telling you, 2018 has been full of amazing things for this church. And so, what, and some of you say, well, it really, I just, I feel like God is telling you that, listen, you listen. You can. We can all enjoy our stories as family, but you can't listen to me tell my stories, or Jess tell his stories, or Terry or Danny or Steve. You got to be willing to step out and get on that train and be willing to do what God is telling you to do. Are you with me? And so, in 2005, I've just thought about this a lot. In 2005, I was laying in a cabin off of Valdale Road. Behind the preacher's house in Dale Young. I knew the following morning we were going to lay hands on me in this building. And in the, maybe, or maybe at the beginning of 06. Beginning of 06, wasn't it? But all of 2005, I knew that God, I was just like Stanton, I knew that God had called me into the ministry, man. And I had just like you, I was, I was full of zeal and, 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 and I'm I'm gonna shake the nations for the Lord. I mean, I'm fitting to tear something up. I was ready to hold hell up with a water pistol. And I just knew it. But but I also know now that the greatest mistake is to premature something. Stephanie's very pregnant. Haley's very pregnant. But that baby's in the safety of that womb right now. It would be tragic to pull that baby out of the womb too fast. Things are not developed that will sustain life. So there's times and there's seasons that we got to go through in God to get developed. And in, the, in that season, then God will begin to nudge us. You'll know when it's time. Because just like a mother eagle, she'll begin to line that nest with thorns. She'll begin to make everything uncomfortable. Do you know that's when you're in that season? That last trimester, the woman's very uncomfortable. That's why we've been real uncomfortable up in this room. We've been frustrated. Why? We can't get it cold enough. Can't get it hot enough. The meal ain't good enough. It's just a rough season. Why? Because something's about to come out of these loins. I said something's about to come out of the loins of this community, out of this church to be birthed. And the reason why it's taking us twenty six years to get it out, cause it ain't no community blessing. It's a national thing that's going to be birthed. All right. I always get listen. If you struggle, you say, "Man, I've struggled the whole time." Listen, I re- when Rebecca went to God and said, "God, why is my struggle?" God spoke to her and said, "Cause there's two nations shut up in your womb. When nations is shut up in your womb, it's going to be a rough pregnancy." I told Catherine laying in that bed and I'd seen God as a provider. I seen him provide, but like, I would, to be honest with you, I was living that we do eat the crumbs, which fall from the master's table. It's not God's will that anybody in here feast on crumbs. I'll say that one more time. I said, it's not God's will that anybody in this room feast on crumbs. God, God never promised you crumbs. He promised you a seat at the table, not underneath the table, but a seat at the table. I prepare us a table in the presence of your enemies. I told Catherine two things out of my mouth of the reason why I thought that we could not do it. And in that, shall we come here the following morning? <clears throat> The way we did it back then, and Danny, those that have been in here for a length of time know this. Denison know this. That, that we sent people out with prayer. Faith that we're going to pray for them to come. We didn't put no check in their hand. We just sent them out. For whatever reason, God chose to put a check in my hand that day. I'll never forget. Was sitting in here in this service right in this building. It was a man sitting towards the back. Came to the front. And he said, God said, we cannot send this man out empty-handed. But we must send him with a check. And it was a check I want to think it was over $4,000 if I remember right. Over $4,000. Gave us to go plant the church. And so I was, we was, we, we, I mean, we. I remember driving back home. We were blown away. Everything, the reason why we said that we thought we couldn't do it, God just answered every question, boom, boom, gave us the resources to go do it. Because in Him, what? There is no shadow. Only what? A resounding yes. Look at your neighbor. And said there's only a resounding yes in God. There's no no. He's not yes and no. There is only a resounding yes. And so here's the thing. I thought about this. That we go to this city. This is the first thing that I really see like a red sea parting in my life. I gotta have a building. And we can't, we, we can't get a building. Every building just didn't, it, and then the, the building that I was gonna settle for was like this brick building and it didn't have no windows. And I told Kevin, I said, we can't start up, we can't plant a church in this brick building with no windows. I said, they're gonna think we're Jehovah's Witness. I said, ain't nobody coming up here. Hey, that went on live stream with, well, I welcome you to come to my house. We'll talk. Yeah, listen, so we, so, but God told me, I felt like the Lord told me <clears throat> there was a building because of a dream and some numbers and the numbers was twelve, twelve. And on this building, they had a sign that was set beside the road and on the numbers uh, on the, they had numbers on the building and, and it matched up with the dream. Cause in the, the number, the phone number was real big on the building and it said twelve, twelve. I knew God was telling me 507 South Dixon street. This is the where I was to go. And when I found out about the building, the building was owned by a couple and the lady's husband had died uh, just previously in the month of December, died instantly with a heart attack. And so I go to her and I go to her house. All I got is a vision, right? But if you got a vision from God and a word from God, that's all it takes. Come on, you with me? Can you stay right here? I'm, I'm, I'm fixing to try to land the plane. So, I go up there between my lunch hour, on, on my lunch hour, and I go to this lady's house and I knock on the door. And she answers the door at lunch, and she's all but 90 pounds. And that's probably with three pound weights in each pocket, with a, in a trench with a house coat on. And I knew her from prior years, and I said, I called her by her name, and I said, I, I don't know if you know me. And, um, and so she looked at me and she said, Yes. She said, You were John the preacher. And when she and when she said that, the power of God, I'm telling you, I said the manifested presence of Yahweh God. Swoop right there and hit her in the threshold, knocked that woman down. If you'd have been videoing it, I'd probably been arrested from the street. When well, she hit the floor, I, t- I said, Yes, ma'am, I am John the preacher. And I said, God has sent me here to this city to plant a church. I said, I'm to plant this church by, by April at that time. So I'm to plant this church by April. And God said, I was to plant it in your building. I need that building. I helped the lady up. She's weeping, shaking. Praying in tongues, depression, all over. She's lost her husband. And then she said, I'll call you back. The lady calls me back. Three days later, her kids agree to rent me the building, and we start the church. Just leg after leg after leg of the journey, I see God come through for me. Now, listen to me. If you believe God for provision, let me tell you where it starts. Genesis chapter twenty-two is so is so perfect. Abraham hears now. First of all, let me just say this: if you go back to Genesis twelve, God speaks to Abraham in a dream, right? God, I mean, God speaks to Abraham and tells him that you're going to be blessed more than the sand is on the sea. And Genesis fifteen, God shows back up to him, and and Abraham is in a tent, and God speaks to him, and he says, "Come outside." First of all, let me tell you this. The promises that a lot of us are carrying are too small, I can tell you that, in this season. I sat across from Cleveland, and I said, the thing that I believe God told me in 2007, I was looking at one thing, the thing about my father's pulpit. I was looking at one little thing and I cannot believe how much believing in that one little thing, how much has unfolded before my eyes in these seasons where we're at and everything that entails with that. The Bible says it like this in Ephesians 3.20. God says, I'll do exceedingly abundantly all that we ask, think, or imagine. That means on your best prayer life, God says, I'll do above that that means on your best day of how big you could dream God says I'll go beyond that that is the dream he has for our lives he wants to do exceedingly abundantly all we ask or think or imagine so Abraham now hears this word and he's climbing up Mount Moriah and first of all as he climbs up Mount Moriah he knows because he's done heard God say you're going to put a knife through Isaac your son right but he tells his servant, he takes two servants along with Isaac, and he tells his, and he tells his, his, his service, he says, stay here, and me we, we will be back. Now, how do you look at the confidence that he's got in God? And I feel like where we've been, y'all, this has got to, we can't just say, wow, that was a miracle. Wow, we found two coins a couple of weeks ago. One Thomas Jefferson and one John Adams. Wow. No, all of it is to lead us to a point. Come on, can you stay with me? Right, All of us, remember when Jesus got on the boat and they said, why do you consider that you have no bread? He was rebuking them. Listen, guys, if I could feed 5,000 in the wilderness, there ain't no waves or no problem. The same God that heals a cold is the same God that heals bladder cancer. Hello. Hello. And so they're, the, they're, they're nutrients to lead us into this place to believe for the more. So he said, we're going to be back. Second part is this. As the incline of the hill, as they're going up the hill, Isaac looks at his dad and he says, Dad, I see the fire, I see the wood, and I see everything for the sacrifice, but where is the lamb? Abraham looks at his son and says, God will provide himself a lamb. That's the first place Jehovah Jireh is mentioned in the Bible. What are you saying, preacher? I'm telling you, he's got to be Jehovah Jireh settled in your heart before you ever see it. If you can settle that he's Jehovah Jireh when you don't see it, I promise you he'll be Jehovah Jireh in the end. Why? Because his promises is only a resounding yes. It may not look, it may not be easy, it may be a little difficult. He may leave you there to the last train whistle blows. But I promise you, he is a good father that will provide all your needs according to his riches and glory. Not on your goodness, not determining your bank account, but I will provide all your needs according to what? My riches in glory. And can I tell you, your father is filthy rich this morning. He said the gold is mine and the silver is mine. Now, I feel like I'm not no need to preach all of this. But when I saw this morning, I knew I was going to show that clip. And that hobo fading in the distance. This is what we gotta do. You gotta let you gotta let every disappointment this year fade in the distance. Just when I tell them right, you gotta let all of that fade in the distance. I'm telling you, 2019 will be an amazing year. See, when we get in times of the tough times, when you go through and you are face with doctor's reports that don't look good, all these things, it is nothing but the hobo coming to get us to doubt what God has already said. It's not but the hobo getting us to doubt the goodness of God, and even, even religion help us. I mean, works over time to label God as really not for us. We were listening to a message the other day riding down the road and it was out of Luke chapter 15 and I thought he was really full of a lot of revelation until I just began to read the footnotes in the Passion Bible. No, I say he's not full of a lot of revelation but but if you take Luke 15, most people in the church know Luke 15 as a story of the prodigal son. The father never called that son prodigal. Your commentators is the one calling prodigal. First of all, it's the story of a shepherd who loses one sheep and he leaves the 99 and goes after one. The whole picture of the Trinity is in Luke 15. Jesus is the shepherd that leaves the 99 to go after the one. Then it's the story of a lost coin and the lady looks for the light. She does, not, does not the lady go get a light and sweep the whole room with the lamp until she finds the coin? That light in the illumination is the picture of the Holy Spirit. And here comes the father that's standing on the porch looking for the son every day. It's not the story of a prodigal son. It's the story of a good father that will leave the 99 and go after the one. That will stay up all night and sweep the house till he finds the one coin. And that will stay on the porch in winter, storm, snow, sleet, or hail and wait on the son to come back to his rightful place to clothe him with a ring and sandals on his feet and a robe of righteousness on him. It's the story of a good father. So here's what I I want us to do this morning i fix fixing to leave out of here but I want us to pray together and I want us to stand up and maybe touch our neighbor and what we're going to ask is the wind of God to let some things fade off of our minds some things fade out of our hearts and just like that hobo just disappear right off of that train can we do that? Just so stand up with me right here. I want you to touch your neighbor on the shoulder. Now we're going to pray now. Now I need you praying. I should be able to hear something. I said I should be able to hear something. Father, I pray right now that the wind of heaven will begin to blow through this place. You would, begin to, you would begin to blow every disappointment out of the hearts of our people this morning. Father, blow fresh vision in. Let that hobo disappear. Let that hobo disappear. Let that lying voice you've been given credence to, let it disappear right now by the wind of heaven. Father, I pray right now, drown out those voices that would come against the promises of God in our lives. Father, I thank you that January is coming in with a bang. It's going to happen quick. Father, we are here. We are right here, Father. We're here on it right now. We're not upon it. We're in it right now. Thank you for correcting me, Lord. And Father, I thank you right now for the wind of heaven blowing right now. Blow, blow, Holy Ghost. Breathe in this place. Breathe, Holy Spirit, right now. Breathe, Holy Spirit, right now. All discouragement and heaviness be gone. All discouragement and heaviness be gone right now. I command that hobo spirit right now to blow away out of this house. Get off of you right now. I declare fresh vision. This is going to be a great Christmas. I don't care if you got gifts under the tree. It's a great Christmas. We got the greatest gift ever known to man. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's enough to shout about. Come on, blow that discouragement. Come on, blow. I refuse to give you rest you spirit of heaviness I cast you off today I cast you off today I cast you off today leave my life leave my life right now come on come on we almost there come on we gotta pray Father I thank you right now fresh wind of heaven blowing over this people blowing over this people I want to read these two verses of scriptures while you're standing up before we leave these, bu- before we leave this building. I want to read this right here. Let's just, I'm going to read this to you again. Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and he is the one whom Timothy Silas and I have preached to you. And he has never been both a yes and a no. He has always been and always will be for us a resounding yes. God, help us live with that Jesus. For all God's promises find their yes of fulfillment in him. And as his yes and our amen ascend to God, we bring him glory. Now I'm reading this one more of you. This is bad to the bone. I'm having to learn this just like everyone else in here. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request. Your most unbelievable dream and exceed your wildest imagination he will outdo him all, he will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you i declare there's miraculous power right now energizing you in this room i declare as you sleep tonight there is miraculous power energizing you feel it right there I feel it come on help me right I said I declare tonight as you sleep there is miraculous power energizing you as you go to the job tomorrow there is miraculous power energizing you I said all of your imaginations God says I will outdo them all I will outdo them all why there is miraculous power energizing you you are full of faith full of hope full of the power of God all things are possible to them that believe this is our greatest season we're about to walk in the greatest harvest you have ever seen in your natural born life i decree it i declare it we are there we are here it is now I need three people right now to believe it. I said it's now. I have not seen nor ear has heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man what God has for them that love him. Father, I thank you for dreams expanding right now, supernaturally. Supernatural expansion right now of the dream of God in our hearts. I thank you that it is here, it is now. I thank you that my talk will line up with my walk. And I thank you, Lord, for the harvest. And I thank you for what's going to be brought in this building. I thank you for the testimonies that are coming in this building. Father, it's not just money. It's everything that you said that you were going to do. So we receive it. Raise your hands right here because there ain't no work for it. It's just receive it. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. We receive it. Yesterday I talked Catherine in. I said, let's let the boys open a gift. Stanton saw him last night. He said, y'all so spoiled. Asher said, this is just what we needed. I declare to you, your heavenly Father is going to give you just what you needed. And then some. God bless you all. We'll see you here Wednesday night. Thanks for listening to this message. For more exciting content, visit our website at sparkswillfly.cc and connect with us on social media.